How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Great to see you. Likewise. It's freezing. You cold? Yeah. I'm in the office um, over the garage, and it's uh, normally about 10 degrees in the morning. It heats up to about 16 degrees. I don't know what that is in, in Fahrenheit, but it's cold. That's minus three in Texas. <laughs> so are the pubs closed? Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, that was my New Year's resolution, actually, not to go to a pub in January because they're closed. <laughs> it's an easy one to keep. Yes. And how the family doing? All the, the kids good? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they want to get back to school. You know, they miss their friends and uh, things like that. But they do see a little bit of them. You know, they, uh, they go to the child minor still. She's still accepting them, so which is good. Um, so they go there a couple of times a week and um, the neighbours are friends of theirs. So they get to play outside and play a bit of soccer and things like that. So, yeah. Brilliant. Not too bad. No. But they do, yeah, it's, uh, they just have loads of, so their social lives were uh, far better than my social life ever was. So. Can you imagine a day that you and I uh, going to Sally Noggin ever said, yeah, I can't wait to get back to school. Can you remember? Can you? <laughs> the only time I can remember saying that is when we were smoking out the back and the, the, uh, it started raining. I said, I can't wait to get back to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose they're still young. They haven't got to secondary school yet. So my eldest is only nine. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he uh, the primary school is a doddle, you know. And especially like he he's he's good in school, so he doesn't get into any trouble at all. So he loves going. Wait, wait send him over. Send him over. Yeah, yeah. Can't have that. Now the middle, middle the middle guy is a bit different. Now, but, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Balance well, I out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Oh yeah. Yeah, the middle guy, and then we've got you. Didn't never met Romy. I don't know if uh, Claire was pregnant, maybe at the time. The That's third, right. The girl. She's uh, she's five now. No. Here we go. Here we go. There's Eric. Eric, this is Mark. Eric, Mark. Hey. Hi, thanks. How are you? I like Good. your shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've got a collection here somewhere. I was uh, I was digging them out. I have a, a whole collection of T-shirts. Well, I don't want to miss in one of the world tours. <laughs> we'll yeah, fix that. Excellent. Yeah, we'll fix that. So, so, so you're very welcome. So, uh, Eric, Mark Kavna is a, a childhood friend of mine. Meaning, uh, I never grew up, but uh, <laughs> we went to school together. We've known each other since. We, we didn't we meet in Wyattville Park when you, I think I was still there. Yeah. So you were in. Um, yeah, when we were about fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Yeah, that kind of so age. Think, about ten, uh, yeah. about ten years, if you do the math. <laughs> that's 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 Harkin math right there. Are they like dog years, where there's all seven years or something like that? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 The opposite of dog years. Yeah, 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 yeah. God years. So welcome, man, man. Good to have you. This is probably going to be a two-parter because we're going to get Flint, uh, your business partner, in on the next one. Well, what I thought we'd do on this one is we'll just introduce you to the lads. Uh, of course, you've never met Eric before. You've met Chad a few times. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, introduce you to the lads. And then uh, uh, you know, we'll get Flint on again, and we'll talk about the Car- Catch My Carbon uh, project, which I'm, I'm ecstatic about. I think, we should, uh, I think uh, we should rip off Mark's idea over here and, uh, and not tell him. Just keep it our secret. <laughs> no problem. We can franchise it. There's no problem. It's a very, very cheap yeah. There you go. One of these is fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not what, are you, what are you drinking? 
What is that? Yeah. Actually, I only, I'm drinking this because this is one of our business partners. Um, it's a brewery called uh, Third Barrel. Or this is actually Stone Barrel. They have a couple of different uh, breweries or two, a couple of different um, names. But um, this one's a Boom IPA. And they, nice. they just have cool cans, but they're offsetting all their carbon with us. Um, so they're the, we're trying to, there's another brewery. It says that uh, the first carbon neutral brewery in, in Ireland, but they only announced that last month. And we've been doing this with these guys for a year. So um, you know, we, might, we might go legal on them or just, may, just embarrass them in Facebook, something like that. There you go. I can do that. I can send them a picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we showed them the trees we planted. Yeah. So Eric, Mark's a, a drummer as well. Have, have you got your kit hand yet? See? Yeah. I just, that's all I have of my kit now. I have to wait to buy the rest. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah. And I bought, um, I bought the Aerodrums. I don't know if you've seen them. Uh, it's a virtual, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. virtual drum kit. They, they Basically, the drumsticks have two little white um, things on the end of them, and uh, it picks up the drums as you're playing, and you can play on the computer. Uh, but it's a bit tricky to set up, and um, I don't think it. And, you know, the the reviews are pretty good from real drummers, but um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good place to start. Have you played them, Eric? I, I think they're a British company, right? I thought I don't know. I thought they were U.S. actually, but maybe yeah, they could be British. Uh, I think they're from across the way. Well, you know, it's British. You know, you, you can trust it as far as you can throw it. Probably Just check the but. spelling. That's that's how I would. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's A E A E R O. I think is what it yeah. is. They make a drum. They make a drum notation software too, which I almost bought, but mm. I didn't. <laughs> so there you go. So how long have you been playing? It's a good start, though. How long have I been playing? Long, too long. Way too long. Long enough. Long enough to know that it's time to retire. <laughs> I uh, I started when I was about ten years old, so it's been about forty years or so. So been a good long while. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do other things. I mean. Yeah, my parents um, remember where I lived in Dalkey. Uh, we lived across the road from Brian Downey. And I could have got lessons from Brian Downey. My parents wouldn't buy me a drum kit. We just didn't have the room in the house. All the houses are tiny. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> yeah, but Brian Downey across the street, Brian Downey, Thin Lizzy. Um, uh, I think we should I think we should, uh, we should. tag this. I think everybody's warmed up a little bit. We see... Uh, so, um, Eric, do you have a question for Chad? <laughs> hey, Chad, what episode is this? This is episode number 102 of Slappercast. And our wow. guest today is Mark Cavanaugh, all the way over in Ireland. So, yeah, Mark Cavanaugh, um, he's in Westport, Ireland, which is probably, probably the most sought-after place to live in the whole country. It's, uh, it's, oh, yeah. One of our tourists drove there before. We, we stopped for an afternoon there. Just gorgeous town. It looks like a, it looks like a little Lego town. You know, when you go up to the top of the hill, and you look down. It's just it's beautiful. It's just so well kept, and it's and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's just great spot. So, how long have you been over in Westport, Mark? Six years, and uh, we moved over here the year uh, a couple of years after. Maybe the town was voted the best place to live in Ireland, and um, it's never won it since. I don't know why. That's just a coincidence, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. it is, uh, well, they, ran, they ran the competition once and they didn't run it again. So it's the best place to live in Ireland has been for six years running. Yeah. I'll take that. Cool. Yeah. When, when, that. I, when I was there, when I was there, I think there was a sign that, or somebody told us about that. Somebody in Dublin told us about that. Yeah. I think. 
It's on the way coming to Westport. Yeah. Yeah. Big We're very proud of it. And it is, it's a great place to live, you know, perfect size for everything. Everything is five minutes away. Um, and it's uh, got more pubs than shops. So it's a great place. <laughs> Cool. We'll take that. What's your local? What's your local in Westport? Um, it's not. It's a non-touristy one. It's called uh, Toby's, and it's uh, it li- literally is someone's living room converted into a pub. Wow! Yeah, wow! Do you have to? Is it a speakeasy? Do you have to have a secret knock? Oh no, no! It's uh, it's well known as Bright Yellow, but it's in a row of terraced houses. In the middle is the, uh, they've converted one of the houses into a pub. Like it's been there years and years, so it's well known. But it's. Uh, you know, it's wow. still got the same layout, you know, you go down the back and which would have been the, the toilet is still the, the toilet in the house is still the toilet in the pub. Wow. Would they let Chad in or is he too, is he too young? Who? Chad, bald guy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, very welcoming, very welcoming. Although the piano player does stop and the guard bartender does start putting his glasses away if any strangers come in. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Eric, did you spend time in, in Westport when you were over? I think we just drove through it. Let's cut that part out, Chad. I don't. I don't think we stopped. You know, well, because I, I, I love my dad, and my dad had a very. I've mentioned this before. He had a very strict agenda. Yeah. We're going here now, and now we're going here now. There's no stopping in between. So hmm. it was. A, it was a challenge. Uh, it was a great trip. My dad. He turned eighty, and I turned fifty in the same year. So we decided to go to Ireland for about ten days. And but he was very. Yeah, we're doing this. It's a pity because yeah. it's, it's a real music town. There's, uh, Matt Malloy's is a famous pub, which uh, the owner is a member of the Chieftains or was a member of the Chieftains, a um, famous Irish band. So they have music every single night. So that's a good draw for, for tourists because you can always get Irish music every night of the week. We had every corner but Cork County, I think. So, And we drove, I, I drove all over that fucking country like a lunatic. It was ridiculous. But had a good time. I can't wait to go back. Hopefully, hopefully this year we get to okay, knock on wood. We get to, we get to go back. Yeah. So we, we, we I spoke to Mark last week about uh, coming. Actually, this week it's still this week. Yeah. Him about coming on, and uh, you know, so I don't know if it would happen this year, uh, but next year, you know, since yeah, we we, we can definitely route through uh, uh, Westport. So it'd be brilliant to to take the crew there because I know last time people were just gobsmacked. They got off the bus. Just looking around, like I said, it, it, it's it's like a movie set. We, uh, but you know, you know the history of Westport. Um, the old English landlords had um, their house looking out over the sea, but the original Westport village was blocking their view. So they literally raised the village and moved them. So they had they designed a new town and moved everyone behind the house so they could uh, get a better view of Croke Patrick and the sea. So that's why it's one of the nicer towns in Ireland. Most towns in Ireland are pretty ugly because they were organically grown or whatever, but the, uh, this one was actually planned and built on a, on a nice grid system. Wow. Not a, not a San Francisco grid. It's still uh, yeah. triangles and shortcuts and things like that. So. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I, of course, I knew that because, you know, cause I, you know I, I know the history of Ireland. So, yeah, thanks for telling the lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, like I said, uh, we, we, you know, Mark and I went to school together. We we, we got into a, quite a quite a bit of trouble, I'd say. We had some great and, and Mark, thank you for the photographs too. He had uh, scanned in some some old shots, uh, which I swear to God, they're not me. That's not that's not. Uh, that's not us. Uh, well, I, I, well, I have some of them. I've got uh, I got some of them here. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> there might be a, 
Oh no, I don't know. Oh yeah, here's one from the Debs. Actually, this is a good one. So the Debs is their graduation uh, graduation ball from secondary school. So you would have been about eighteen, I think. If you can see that. Was, yeah. jo- was it Joanna or Joanne? Yeah, Joanne Kelly. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. You photoshopped that cigarette in there. I I I, I didn't smoke. Did I? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Or drink. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were making gang gang signs in there or something like that with that. No, we no we did that. We did Just that. Look. We did that in Washington D.C. yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Mark and I, you know, like I said, we 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 we, we go way back, and 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 Mark is, uh, I have to say it now because he's he's bigger than me, but uh, he had uh, we, we've always stayed in touch, and and you know, Mark's been over how uh, many times about eight times maybe, you know, to different parts of the country? Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I've been over, because my brother lives in California, and um, so it was always a great um, trip to go to Texas, California, or even up to New York to see other friends as well that were there. So I was a great excuse. I always made it down to, Cal- or to Texas as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Did, and did you like Texas? Yeah, 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 I did really like Texas. The first, I remember the first time I went, I was only maybe 24 Something like that. I don't know what age you went over there. You were early twenties as well, weren't you? Oh, I was. I was uh, seventeen when I came over. Were you? Not young? Okay. No, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, I, you see, I've, I've been lying so much about my age. Okay. I'm twenty-six. You, you were in. I know you were in Boston for a couple of years. Eighty-seven. Maybe. I came over in eighty-seven. So whatever. A long time ago. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. And uh, I, we went to. You were working in a bar. I can't remember the bar. The Aviator was it? Aviator. Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah, yes. Aviators, yeah, aviators, and um, I arrived, and I was I was pretty naive and, and young at the time. And Ireland was still a very Catholic country. Um, you know, you couldn't even buy condoms when I was in college. It was it was that backward. We used to have to uh, make our own. Remember? Yeah, yes. <laughs> We had no chance of even using them. But hey, but uh, I arrived in aviators, and the bar owner said, "Oh, yeah." Come, uh, come with me. We'll go out for a drink, you know, in the afternoon, like two o'clock in the afternoon or something. So we went to this place called the Trophy Club in the middle of a shopping center, and uh, I, I just thought we were going out for a drink. And we arrived in this uh, with twenty-five supermodels lounging around and waiting for for us to arrive. It was uh, it turned out to be um, a very nice ladies or gentlemen's club, I should say. Gentlemen's club full of ladies. The trophy, yeah, I remember that. Friendly ladies and Bob, was it? It was Bob, wasn't it? It yeah. was Bob. I talked to him this morning. He'll be very yeah, happy. He knew, he knew all of them by name, and uh, I didn't take a dollar out of my pocket all night. So, yeah, that's a, that's going back a ways. Yeah, that was that was about my third bartending, gig, fourth bartending gig in in Houston by that time, and uh, yeah, there was, was a brilliant club, uh, Aviators on the North Side. Um, and then, uh, you see, yeah, so obviously, uh, Mark and I did a lot of run around in school and kept, kept in touch. We were just over the, Mark lived just over Kalini Hill from in, in, in that beautiful little town called Dalkey. So, um, and of course I'm on the other side on the beach in Kalini. And, uh, so we had a, we had a, uh, you know, same musical tastes, the same, same friends, obviously school and whatnot and the surrounding areas. And, and your father had a, had a, he was an electrician. Yeah, still is still working away. Yeah, that's right. You said he's still going. He he, he asked to. You know, if he wasn't working, he'd be sitting at home annoying my mother. So, 
Go so she kicks him up and gets and gets him out. Yeah, uh, Tommy and Tommy and Mary Cabinet. Uh, yeah, make sure you tell them I said hello. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Chad, when was the first time you met Mark? I was trying to remember that. I I have a vague memory of. I know I've seen him in a bunch of different places because I think obviously we last time we saw you was in Bondoran uh, a year and a half ago. But I think didn't you come to see us at Brian O'Neill's in Houston back in the day? I don't. I think it was a Houston club. Yeah, I've definitely seen you guys in Houston play. I've also seen you in Philadelphia for St. Patrick's Day. There you go. That, that might have been the first time, actually. I'm thinking about that now. Maybe one of those. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Right? That was, um, that was 15, 15 years ago or so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Mark was great about making his trips, and he'd always make a pilgrimage to where we were at, and you know, see it. It was just just brilliant. Like I said, we uh, you know delighted that we stayed in touch and whatnot. Mm. So, so obviously, so you know, hopefully now we get you get to meet Eric this year, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think, um, just a million, you know, just just the, all these thoughts, all these shows that we went to, all these people that we met, and uh, all yeah. the, well, I, I do want to say, so we were talking earlier about you know this is probably gonna this is gonna be a two part thing because I do want to talk about Catch My Carbon, which I think is brilliant. I think it's just a uh, we we uh, how long have you been doing this? So um, I'll give you the elevator pitch. Uh, we started in November um, 2019. So Flint, my business partner, um, pitched the idea to me when we were having a pint um, in Westport. And basically, he wanted to reforest Ireland, which was his opening statement, and um, with native Irish trees. And um, that's a great idea. And uh, so then we said, well, how will we do this? And he said, well, basically, we, we, he has some land um, a little bit of land in Galway. And if we get more people who have parcels of land around the place who want to reforest, um, we get them interested. And we pitch to companies to try and offset their carbon emissions. Um, and we calculate the carbon uh, emissions, you know, based on their electricity use and um, heating, et cetera, travel, transport, everything. And we tell them how many trees they need to plant every year in order to offset their carbon and make themselves either carbon neutral or, or approaching carbon neutral. Um, and some of them are actually going carbon negative, which is fantastic. Wow. Um, and so they, they pay us to plant the trees, which is actually quite cheap. You know, you can buy a, a basic tree for about two, three euro. Um, but the, the great benefit they get from us is that we do a media campaign and social media campaign and give them all the artwork. And, uh, and we're being um, currently audited as well to get our process accredited. Um, so that would be fantastic for companies as well to be able to stick that on their their logos, their website. This this crowd here actually who are doing the beer, and um, they want to put our logo on their cans. So uh, once we we've got the audit complete, they're going to do that. So that's going to be fantastic for us and for them. Um, and that's one part of it. So we get businesses who want to offset their carbon. Um, and the other way we do um, get uh, business as well is through travel companies who are selling. Um, travel packages or flights or things like that. And they want to put us on their um, checkout so people can um, check it and, you know, tick a box to say they want to offset the carbon from this trip and we will plant the, the number of trees required for whatever trip they're doing. So if they're flying return to London, it's, it's about two oak trees. And if they're flying to Australia, it's probably about 10 or 11 um, oak trees, you know, so things like that. And we, can, we, we do a mix of trees, you know, try and improve biodiversity as well. Uh, but the, the main goal is to plant permanent forests uh, of native Irish trees um, because we want to reforest. There's, there's so little. I think there's only 5% of the original Irish forests are left. 
Um, and there's a lot of plantations of new forestry for, for timber, which is needed, you know, for industry. Um, but it's it's not great for biodiversity and it's it's a kind of a big impact on the environment where they are. If you plant, you know, 100 acres or 10,000 acres of fir trees, um, it kind of destroys the natural environment in that area. It's, it's just monoculture. You know, nothing lives in a fir forest, really. You know, it's, it's very, you know, s- sterile environments. Yeah. So, uh, we really yeah. put in a, a much more vibrant, uh, biodiverse uh, forest. And we, we've started, like we started small. COVID hit us really hard because the travel companies um, just stopped, you know, selling for, selling travel. And um, so they, they kind of disappeared. Uh, they're going to come back. And we had two big, we had one big global surf company and one big cruise company who were just about to sign up with us in February. And then they just uh, said, listen, we're getting cancellations. Bookings are being canceled left, right and center. So we're going to put this on on floor. So, yeah, we hope they come back. But we still, we've got insurance companies, we've got breweries, we've got uh, fishing companies, we've got people like that, you know, uh, working with us to offset their carbon. So it's, it's boring, I think, and, and it's a great day out, you know, planting a few trees if you got a nice day. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So who physically does the, who does the labor? We, we do. So uh, at the moment, we're small enough that we can do it. I mean, we can plant about 200 trees in a day. Um, we've got a good technique now to plant um, saplings and uh, we can throw them in very quickly, you know, and, and we're only going to get better with that. Um, but it, as we get bigger, we'll probably still contract the workout. Yeah. And this, but this isn't your main gig. This is your, this is you and Flint came up with this as a side project, right? So, so you're still working. Oh yeah. No, I have a full-time job, you know, working in, in a medical device company and, and Flint is working for Irish water. So we're both, uh, yeah, we're both flat out of work, and this is a weekend evening kind of gig. So we do the marketing and and website work in, in the evening over a couple of these, and um, and then we go out at the weekends and plant a few trees. That's uh, brilliant. It's great. The interest is unbelievable. It's just get, getting individuals to part with money is difficult. Companies, you know, it's it's a it's a win win for companies, and um, it's it's not that expensive and the great great PR. Um, company, uh, individuals, it's a bit more difficult, a little bit more work. Um, we have had quite a lot of interest and in a lot of individual trees planted. People buy them for presents and things like that. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's not going to be our main source of income. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's not, we're not really doing it for money either. We're really, it's an altruistic. Yeah. We're always going to break even maybe if we get a, uh, a little bit of profit out of it. But generally, I say at the moment. You hear that, lads? are not doing it for money. Huh? That's the way. That's the way. You should have been a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you guys have been hit hard this year or in last year. Not Eric. Eric doesn't even know where he is right now. <laughs> Water. Wait, wait, yeah. Well, come on. It's not. Uh, uh, it's not three o'clock yet. After three <laughs> o'clock, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, you got three minutes. Yeah. And Eric, you joined the band uh, probably just at the start of COVID, did you? Right at the perfect time to really like make a full career change and really <laughs> kind of jump off this thing correctly. Yeah, I basically that's kind of the tail end of January of last year, and uh, none of us had a clue as to what was going on. And then about February, we started to hear a little bit of rumbling, and then by really by St. Patrick's Day, it was the, the the plug the plug got pulled for all of us, not just us, all of our friends, every person that we know just went, we're done. So, yeah. and here we are. 
And Mark, sorry, give me the name of the uh, the brewery again that you're that you're that you're working with. Kachmar Carbon is working yeah. with. So it's Third Circle, um, or sorry, a Third Barrel. They have so many different names. It's Third Circle Stone Barrel. Yeah, Stone Barrel Brewing is this can, but they have a Third Circle as well. Uh, but they have some cool logos and uh, cool cans. Yeah, I love that. I love that logo. Yeah, yeah so we need yeah. to uh, we need to uh, plan a tour uh, to the breweries as well when we go over. So anybody that's working. That's my carbon. They need to, uh, they need to, and their security too when we come through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very good. Yeah, so the the, the company, the you know, it's going great. We're doing uh, a lot of work on Facebook and um, social media, so we learned a lot. Um, and you know, we're the next phase really is just trying to get into bigger um, planting, working with bigger companies, and that's when you have to start working with subcontractors and doing environmental assessments and. At the moment, we're small enough that we can uh, get by without the licensing, yeah. which is a, a big, big cost. Um, you know, if you want to get, if you want to chop down anything more than half an acre or plant it in more than half an acre, you need a license, and that's when you have to get environmental impact statements and um, all the other uh, red tape that goes with that. So, at the moment, we're 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 happy. We're quite small, and once we get bigger, I suppose. And we can think about it. But really, I, myself and Flint are both happy enough to keep going at this pace. You know, we're, we're making a difference. We planted 500 trees this year. Um, plant a, we plan to plant double that um, in 2021 um, and double it every year. So, um, you know, as we grow, we'll hopefully be able to take on more people. We have got a consultant working with us, a horticulturist. And then we've got um, a guy who's uh, working for free doing the audit. So an independent guy came in and he's... He's quite happy to do the audit because he just loves what we're doing. So he's just auditing the whole process. And unfortunately, he can't go to the sites to look at the trees at the moment. But once he does that, uh, we'll have a certification, which is fantastic. Is, is there any kind of tax break that the lads, that the companies can get or the individuals can get? Um, well, they can't. For what we're doing at the moment, no, because uh, they just get free trees. Um, so they the landowners get free trees and the companies, well, it's, it's basically, it's an, it's a write-off against tax. So if they yes. um, spend uh, a couple of grand on trees, they don't pay any tax on that. But the, um, there is when we get bigger, once you think you go above 30 acres or something like that, and um, you can, you can get government grants as well, which will help you maintain the forests. And then you can also uh, get a payment every year. Um, you get initial grant to kind of put fencing in and things like that. And it, it is a bit of an income. I think that it works out about a 15% return on your investment, something like that. It's not bad, but the, uh, the, the if you're putting in permanent forests like we want to do, um, you don't get that uh, payday in 15, 20 years when you cut the trees down and, and sell them off. So the, the grants are actually a lot better. Um, you get a lot more money income, but you you know after fifteen years, then you have to keep the forest. You're not allowed to chop it down and sell it for firewood. So the the floodgates open up right when the the, the lockdown's over. What's are, are, are you going anywhere? He's gonna you're gonna travel. You're gonna well definitely down to Dublin a bit more. You know, see the the um, my parents. So we went down at Christmas. Um, just the last day we could travel was Stephen's Day, so we we ran down with the kids and hung around there. Um, didn't go anywhere. Just stayed with the folks for a couple of days. Um, but yeah, definitely we'll, we'll probably stay a lot in Ireland, but Claire has some family in London and we haven't seen them in a while either. So, um, they have a few, they've got four, four cousins over there now. So they're always on zoom calls with them and playing games on zoom. Uh, but you oh, can't lovely. beat, yeah, you can't beat the, uh, face to face. So we'll probably go to London. 
I'd imagine. I want to go over and see Stephen as well in California. So you never know. We might swing by Texas on the way. Excellent. Excellent. So vaccinations, anybody, uh, anybody talking about that over there? Is it moving along? Or? Yeah, we have the Pfizer vaccine. I think they've approved uh, a couple of the other ones. Um, maybe the Mordina, Modena, is it Mordina? Yeah. Um, vaccine approved um, now, so they're going to roll, start rolling that out. So I think they've done about, I think about 50,000 so far, you know, which is, uh, I don't know what that's equivalent to in the States, a couple of million, but it's, uh, it's definitely... We're getting there anyway. We're starting. I think they, they're going to ramp up to about 100,000 a week. You know, something like that. So they're, they're going to start vaccinating. I think they reckon by the end of the year, they'll have most people who want to be vaccinated will be vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chad, Eric, did you guys fill out that thing? Yeah, the mic's on. Yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Eric. Yes, I did. Good. <laughs> good, good. I'm, I'm in the mood to write somebody up. So, yeah, so, so we. <laughs> We, we we sent off yesterday. Mike uh, Mike McAloon sent us uh, links to to this. I, I was just going to wait until somebody knocked on the door and said, "Your needle's off," you know. Um, but uh, Mike sent us this link and said that he's he's already been been vaccinated and yeah, he, yeah it's just we we were floored. So so we we signed up yesterday for uh, um, I don't know maybe Chad maybe we put that in the links <laughs> so they get the. Uh, you know, yeah, I got notifications from my from my uh, my doctors too. Or at least, you know, who was it who sent me that? Your psychiatrist. There's a couple of places I got notifications about it now. Say, so, hey, it's coming. So you know, contact us when you're you know when you're ready or whatever. But I, I was yeah, generally just surprised. It's, it seems like the rollout is happening a lot faster than people were expecting, which is great for us. So yeah, yeah. Thanks, to your great, thanks to your great president who did such a great job on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What it is due. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the next. As well. What's that? Is the vaccine free? Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it over there? Yeah, yeah, it's free. And um, you know, all the tests are free. And um, if you if you have to take time off work, you get paid as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's all, it, I think uh, like we've done pretty well. We have, and I know we're going to pay for it in, for the next few years with taxes, but definitely um, things are, are, are okay. We have a lot of um, multinationals, a lot of American multinationals over here, and they've all kept going. And a lot of big pharma companies and medical device companies and all the high tech companies as well. We've got, Google's and Facebook's here, um, so they've all kept going, which is uh, it's kind of saved us because you know our second economy, the pubs and restaurants have gone. So. Yeah, yeah, it's miserable. I hate I hate reading the the I hate reading all the posts about the you know being stuck at home and just you know nowhere to go, nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know the 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 death is the worst, but I, you know, this this is a very close second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were lucky. Uh, we're lucky here. There's very few cases in the west of Ireland, and uh, so we have felt pretty safe now. There's, there's been a huge surge, even in work. I think we had um, my normal work day to day work was. Uh, I think we had about ten cases the whole year in a thousand people, and um, over Christmas that's doubled. So we've had uh, you know the last couple of weeks it's just a, a big surge. So it's 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 over in the west now, and it's uh, this new strain that came over from the UK seems to be a lot more transmissible. Yeah, that's just arrived here too. I saw in the news I think yesterday, first confirmed. Yeah, yeah day before yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 
it's been the, the virus is the original virus has been flaring up here in Houston the past month or so. Just the more people we know, it feels like the walls are closing in. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and we like we uh, when it arrived here in March, we had good weather, and uh, you know, so people were out, out and about. And but now, when you, if you're freezing cold and everyone's um, inside socializing, even if you're socializing with a small bubble or whatever, you know it's much easier to transmit. Um, so I think that's that's what. And Christmas is just a terrible time. Yeah, you know, everybody to see their family and friends. So. Um, and it's just, we all knew people were off work. People were going to be meeting each other and uh, doing stuff. So. Yeah, can't stop that. Well, you, 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 we, we did, but I mean. I, I personally blame Santa, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. We visited all these houses and all of a sudden, you know, big surge. Yeah. You know? well, okay. I put two and two together. I think uh, definitely, definitely has a, a case to answer. <laughs> yeah. You can't blame the guy. He only comes once a year. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how Eric knows that he's never visited Eric's house. I was just thinking we need we need some kind of sound effect for for Eric's jokes, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, you do. I don't know yeah, you do. You'll, you'll have it by the end. It'll come to you. C O M E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one. So bad. So bad. So so uh, so so Mark, uh, what are you listening to these days besides blackguards? What what are you? <laughs> Uh, well, I've worn out my standard CD. I was just saying during the week, uh, you know, we need something new. Coming, coming. Coming with a C-O-M-I-N-G, yeah. Okay. Yes. There you go. There you go. I like it. Eric, pipe up. <laughs> I'm trying to find my sound effect. That's good. I look, I look at my Spotify. Just, I'm, I'm kind of pretty bad um, with I've been listening to all sorts of things. Stevie Wonder. Um, I was Never heard of him. him. No, no. I can't. I can't see why you'd like Stevie Wonder. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, Greta Van Fleet, um, another recent favorite. Do you know them? Is no. she any good? <laughs> um, they, yeah, they're. Uh, I assume you've heard of them. They're Led Zeppelin wannabes. I got back into a bit of Motley Crue, Tesla, people like that. Eighties rock. I got to um, uh, see Tesla actually and meet them when I was in Paris um, a few years ago. So we um, they were playing, and uh, I went to buy tickets, and they had VIP tickets for sale. Now they were stupid price; I think they were like two hundred fifty dollars or something for a VIP ticket. But I was feeling very flush, so I bought two for me and my girlfriend, and my wife now. And um, she hadn't got a clue who they were, so I had to do a quick because it was in two days' time. So I had to do a quick. Um, Tesla download to her and tell her like if they ask you your favorite song or album this is the one you you, you tell them um, and and uh, we got to hang around with them the whole day and uh, then they they played a song for us at the gig and things like that and have a picture of Jeff Keith yeah I met uh, Troy Lucetta a couple of years ago there he is look at that guy that's a, that's a picture I was nearly on top of them on the stage taking photos oh brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, nice. you're quite, quite a photographer, too. I haven't taken many now since the kids are born apart from on the phone, but uh, yeah, I must uh, buy a decent camera now and try to start getting back into it now that the kids are a bit older. Yeah, you did some great work. You, you're a great artist in school as well. Do you, do you ever draw anymore? 
No, no, but um, yeah, that's another thing. Just as I had my kids too late, you know, all my time. I should be retired now. I should be getting ready to, to relax, sit down, take out the easel, do a few pictures. Guilty, you know? yeah, yeah. But the kids are just going to keep me keep me going for another ten years or so. Lovely. So, uh, 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 Eric, who's on your iPod right now? Oh, I, I actually, uh, you know, this is not really much of a stretch, but uh, I had my one of my kids' lessons yesterday, and he wanted to learn how to play Surrender by Cheap Trick. So I, I had, to pull, had to pull that up. That's always a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Matthew Sweet record's coming out, so I had to download two of the songs off of that. That's always good. A good song. It's just him and him and the drummer. Uh, he's actually playing his own guitar solo, which is kind of kind of crazy for him. So. And, you know, just got the regular shit on there. I got the Elvis Costello and the Bad Religion and a bunch of Tiki songs, a bunch of Martin Denny and Tito Puente and all kinds of crazy crap. Excellent. Thanks, I got yeah. Spotify Roundup of the Year. And, you know, they send you an email saying your, your favorite songs and what you've been listening to all year. And because my kids play around with my Spotify, Justin Timberlake is my favorite artist of the year. So. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's gonna take another shower. <laughs> I'll just make. I haven't taken one yet. I'll just have to be my. I'll just take an extra long one. There you go. There extra you go. Hot long shower. Uh, yours. I had to think for a David second. Bowie. Yeah. David Byrne. David. Yeah. <laughs> always the same fan. Well, Bowie more than Byrne lately. We were talking about Tony Visconti's remix of the Space Oddity album. Uh, was it was last? Oh, week. that's right. So I had. That got think got me thinking about it, so I went back to went and been listening to that again, and something reminded me of Gary Newman recently. So I've been listening to his album. What is it? Pleasure Principle, the one that has cars on it, uh, and reading about that rhythm, the band that he had on that album, um, who were really great. The, 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 the drummer who died, I didn't even know he passed away. But it was a few years ago. Cedric Sharpley, you ever heard of him from uh, from South Africa? No, uh, what's his name? Cedric Sar- Sharpley was a drummer for Gary Newman for a long time. Really great drummer. Nice. Yeah. And that's, it's, I never really look thought where, about that, but that's, look where I got him. That's it. Yeah. That, that look really, where I got him. That really electronic stuff. Well, I think one of the things that makes Gary Newman stuff so catchy, every so groovy there early on is that he had a real band. It wasn't just the synthesizers and stuff, you know, it was real music, you know, and he, his rhythm section was great. I've asked you this before. Did you ever hear of Ian Jury? You ever, I know you did Mark hit me oh, with yeah. Yeah, I have. I'm racking my brain to, to try to remember what he's connected to. He, he did. Uh, he, he, the big hits, up, but maybe that would have been over here is uh, Wake Up and Make Love to Me. And the other one is Hit Me With the Rhythm Stick. And uh, he did a few. It was, it was kind of this, kind of had this uh, ska thing. And it, had, it reminded me of it with the Gary Newman. I just bought at Cactus Records here in Houston, Texas. I uh, just bought the this uh, double live or, excuse me, a double, you know, the best of. And it's, it's, it's some of the stuff it gets kind of repetitive. The the check it check tick it and tick that kind of stuff with it's the, the lyrics are very clever. But there you go. Yeah. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. That's another oh, one. That's the one. That's the big hit. Uh, yeah, I think you know, in that song, "Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll." I don't think he says anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an E next to every song, so it can't can't be all bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it really is. It's good stuff. I mean, I I'd like you guys to hear it too. Uh, I've been listening to I, I, I don't know where well I lo- I've always loved Huey Lewis and the News uh, but I listened to their they did a, a covers record um, uh, four chords and a couple of years ago or something like that it was uh, but it's brilliant it's just a bunch of 
bunch of these old rock and roll tunes and they're really they're really well done uh great great harmonies great uh i love that rhythm section i did i went to see hasty dixie you know hasty dixie they do the yeah, bluegrass yeah yeah i went to see them just before um lockdown they were in Ireland, but they um, they did. Uh, they used to. They started off obviously ACDC and rock covers, uh, bluegrass style. But they've gone into eighties um, kind of pop music now, um, and they do that bluegrass style. And that was a pretty good gig. That was cool. And we got to meet the band afterwards as well. Yeah, you sent me a picture. Then that that looked that looked fun. Yeah, that was a good crack. And then they locked everything down the week after, so we just got to our last gig. I think it was uh, early March. Yeah, yeah. Cheap trick is is Eric's go to and of course Beatles Bowie Banana Rama Chads and um, maybe the last one's wrong but the music scene never changed for me because I never I never go seeking out new music so I don't I don't know any of the new stuff a study's been done that people stop listening to new music at the age of about 27 anyway sounds about right yeah incredibly accurate I think about it it's crazy yeah Uh, Eric teaches drums uh, so, Eric, do you get a lot of that new stuff? Do you get a lot of that new band stuff? You know, do, do kids want to hear or learn how to play this new stuff, radio-friendly stuff? or Not really, because um, since they're so beginners, and actually I have, you know, I have uh, two adults and three or four kids, and my, my newest student only wants to play is jazz. So we're going back to like Max Roach and, you know, back to the forties and fifties with jazz stuff, which is totally fine. I'm happy to, happy to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like my other kid who just, who's 10, he wanted to, you know, I, I gave his mom wanted a list of songs for him to learn uh, over the holiday break. So I, I sent her um, another brick in the wall, part two, um, cashmere by Led Zeppelin surrender. And I, I think an AC, I tried to find an uh, ACDC song that wasn't too, you know, not, suburban mom you know unfriendly and uh and uh, he really wanted to she she texted me and said he really wants to learn how to play surrender so that's great so um but as far as like learning new stuff no one has really i'm happy to teach them but the new stuff is still just drumming wise it's the old stuff i mean it's the same it's the same beats it's nothing that's crazy new invented for drum drum wise you know unless it's something like mastodon or or uh you know Meshuggah or something crazy like that, and that's a whole other thing. But Mark, why did you pick drums as a as yeah, a Mark? Why'd you pick the drums, Mark? <laughs> I don't know because uh, I, I I couldn't play anything else. Maybe I don't know. And it's it's something you can I can play in the car and you know just play uh, when I'm in meetings. So I always have the drumsticks playing on my lap, you know, the whole time. No, I still haven't learned how to play drums. I'm just kind of <laughs> fiddling around. Um, no, you have- we have we rock star and that's as much I think I've got up to level two on that or something that, and this there's <laughs> two levels. So no, I'm no good. It's a pastime. We'll say this make sure when you're driving in the car that you don't really use the pedals as your kick drum and your hi hat because that's how traffic accidents happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Tap tap all you want to. That's that's fair. That's fair game. Yeah, when you're on cruise control on the there you go. It's the only time you can use a foot pedal. Yeah, so, so Mark, you're you're uh, if, if you look down the road, uh, you're, uh, you see you see a friend of ours named Ricky. Uh, he's the drummer for the Saw Doctors. We had him on last week. He, he surprised the shit out of me. We were talking about uh, you know I, I just thought that he was a lifer as far as drums go. 
And he goes, no, I've been you know, acting. He's acting and writing now and doing stuff, which he's, he's brilliant at. I've seen a couple of clips, but I just, it just floored me. It was like if, if Eric, you know, phoned us up tomorrow, or Chad phoned us up tomorrow and said, I think I'm going into hairdressing. You know, we'd be, what? You know, it just, just floored me. But, but you, you, you know, obviously we've known each other since we were babies, but uh, you, I, I always thought because your art, uh, just, just for everybody else's knowledge, Mark was a brilliant artist, really uh, uh, gifted. And I just, I thought you'd, and of course, you know, you were doing the, the, the photography and the uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and you were doing the, you know, but I, I, I always knew you'd be stuck in art somewhere. You always knew. I never, I, I did want to go into advertising possibly. Um, and then when I did an aptitude test after school, they said, no, you need to go into engineering. Um, so I went into engineering and uh, um, it kind of suited me, but the, and it was always it, career wise, I kind of got stuck into it. So you kind of get, get, you go down a path and uh, yeah, you really see, you know, where you want to go. But so I stuck with engineering for, for a long time. Um, and I've had a number of different kind of careers in IT engineering, electronic engineering, automation, and now I'm in um, pharmaceutical validation, um, medical device validation, things like that. So, you know, I've, I've stuck with the engineering. It's always been a hobby to, to do a bit of photography or something, you know. Um, yeah. Or actually, you know, I like, you know, messing around with uh, Photoshop and things like that. So a little bit of art. But, yeah, I don't do any. I, don't, I did a little bit of drawing with the kids, but, you know. Nothing yeah. serious. My mother, my mother is uh, she's seriously into art now. She's brilliant. The Dublin Art Society for a couple of years, and uh, you know, she's selling art the whole time. So she she got into art back in her when when we all grew up and left school or left home. Um, so it was in in her mid forties, whatever. And now she's been uh, at it for a few you know, twenty years or so. Can you send us a link to that, Mark? Can you send? Yeah, yeah her stuff because i'd love to i love to say, I, I forgot about that last time i went last time i was home i stopped in to see them um what the last time that i was i was there on my you know on my own not in the tour but i stopped in to see them and i saw her where it's just it's absolutely it's just breathtaking it really is just so beautiful she, she got such a such, such a knack for it love to po- i'd love to post a link to it just to yeah, yeah, yeah which I, she doesn't have her own website, but she um, she does have stuff on the uh, Dublin Arts Society um, webpage. Yeah, we'll put, we'll put her website Yeah, I'll put that up. They did a virtual um, gallery, a virtual show there recently, and she sold a couple of pieces. Nice one. Uh, Chad, what, what did you keep from from high school? What did you keep? Obviously, you kept your art and you kept your music, and you've, you've always been into writing and whatnot. What, did you, what, what was the, the thing that surprised you that you kept? Now that you're an old man, oh, I don't know if, about surprising, but I, yeah, I saved everything. I mean, all, all all my notebooks. I kept journals and notebooks back then, and I have all those. Most what, of them. Anyway. What are you still passionate about? What are you still into right now that you're that you m- might be surprised that you kept? Um, that's not music, I guess. Obviously, it's not surprising. I don't know. Not, I have my tastes really haven't changed much, or my interests. Yeah. That's when it was all kind of coalescing for me when I was. 16, 17 years old. Eric, what did you keep that, that you're surprised that you kept from childhood? My boyish good looks. Mm, that's, com- that's coming again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, nothing. Actually, I didn't keep anything from my high school. I, 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 I jettisoned everything after high school, and then I actually jettisoned a lot of stuff after 
college too. Cause for me, it's not about, I mean, I have the past up here. I don't, I don't need to carry it around with me so much, you know? Yeah. So I think the oldest thing I have that I own is I have a actual, and I'll show it to you all sometime. I'll dig it out of the closet. I have the t-shirt from the very first band I was in. And that's Ooh. like the only thing that I, that I think I have. I might have a business card from one of my college bands uh, somewhere in a box uh, that probably needs to be, you know, gone through and, and, and thrown away. But really I'm looking around. I have a dictionary over there that was given to me from when I graduated high school. Um, but I really don't keep a lot of that stuff. I, I like to always think about what's, what's the next thing. What's the newest thing I want to get into music wise. Obviously my tastes kind of linger to back then, but you know, that's why I still have the, all the Dio era Black Sabbath stuff. Cause that's the stuff that I grew up on, you know, really. So, and I actually been finding on YouTube, I've been finding a bunch of uh, board mixes from live shows that somehow are getting released of uh, Aussie Black Sabbath stuff. And it actually sounds pretty good. I mean, they actually sound like they know what they're doing, you know? Actually, do, do you know the guys, the Aussie pictures uh, from the gig we went to? Um, uh, no, I forgot to. We were, we, we, we uh, spent ages doing a poster for the Aussie gig. Um, I think I have that picture somewhere. I must have, oh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the banner. The banner, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that. about that, yeah. And uh, we all we got. I got some fantastic photos from the from the Aussie gig. Yeah, that was that was Jake Lee, right? Was that the Ultimate Sin tour? Yeah, yeah, Jake Lee and uh, I can't the dead guy. Uh, Eric, who was the who was the who, who was the guy who wasn't dead then, but is dead now? Uh, Randy Castillo. Castillo, yeah, brilliant drummer. Brilliant. Yeah, he, was, he was awesome. He was really good. Yeah, yeah that, that was a shock he, when he when he passed away. That was shocking to hear that news. Yeah, his uh, his drum solo was as creative and as exciting to watch and to hear as anybody's I've ever heard or saw seen. Mm-hmm. You know that coming out from behind the kit and playing everything, every stand, yeah. every you know, every every bolt, every you know, just brilliant, brilliant. I think I think on that tour, it was Ozzy was up to like at least four lines. Backstage, I had to time it out just right, you know, like yeah, you know, like like a- like Ash was talking about doing that drum solo for the tea for the tea for the tea the tea break, yeah. Uh, so he's I'm joking, of course. I don't know what, what Ozzy was going on. And one thing I did think about just a second ago, one thing that that Chad mentioned that I I did actually keep from my youth was like any sort of not any but uh, especially from college, a lot of flyers or articles or writes about the band that I was in that was doing something. Or actually I have a huge collection of set lists from different bands throughout the year of just like, I got a bunch of John Doe handwritten set lists and stuff like that stuff from me and my buddy Brent used to do back in like 92, like where he would actually draw pictures, like instead of drawing out the words of the title of the song, he would draw a picture of like, something going on that has to do with the science it's crazy stuff like that so that's interesting yeah yeah so that that kind of shit i do i do kind of or my parents be like oh i saw this article about you and i clipped it out of the newspaper or whatever you know that kind of stuff wow bring in some of those sometime for one of their future shows Be interesting. I'll, 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 I'll dig out my uh my folder and just kind of run, run down amnesia lane with it and figure out what was funny and what was not okay what you got for us there I found this. Whoa! That 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 was your nose hair. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. It smells good. (laughs) If you don't look good, we don't look good. I remember. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. I have one of those two that I gave it to my mom. She's got it hanging up somewhere. It's not as long as yours. (laughs) I have two, but they're under my arms currently. I can't can't show them. I have one, but I'm sitting on it currently, so I'll have to wait on that. (laughs) Can Can I see it now? Boing. Yeah, <laughs> I need to have a soundboard for the sound effects. Yeah, I need, I need like yeah, like like you know the, the the shitty the shitty morning DJs that have all those yeah. like, shitty sound effects. You know, you have, you have the one from the old cartoons with it. you. <laughs> when somebody kind of, I should just carry a slide whistle with me. That would be the easiest. There you thing. go. There you go. And then and the nun said, "Pass the avocado." <laughs> <laughs> Mother Superior said, "Lights out at ten, candles out at 11. <laughs> the uh, whoa the poster. We're on our way to Aussie. Wow! Oh, Barry. So that's you Thanks. and Barry, and uh, and that looks like uh, is that someone from Motley Crew? No, 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 no. We were we were straight back then. Wow, I forgot about that, but yeah, I remember, I remember. Uh, now you have to remember too. So this is the this is the eighties, right? And we get we get you know put up put on all the gear, and we had to get from our homes into into the city center dressed like that. And you had to you know. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was out for a run, and somebody came by on a, on a bicycle, and they had a they had a stereo system on their bicycle. I'll repeat that again for the old people. They had a stereo system on their bicycle that was louder than some of the, the PAs that we've had at clubs, you know? So they, <laughs> and they got this dance beat going and it's not even a, it's, it, it, it's a dance beat. Like a, think of a mosquito that just did two lines of cocaine. It was just, you know, just, uh, you know, 138,000 beats per minute. And, uh, the, the, a ton of bass and they go, but now in Ireland, back in the day we would have got stoned for that and, and, and stoned the, the bad stone that meal was good enough for jehovah stoned so we had to make it to the city center dressed as essentially muppets <laughs> you know muppets with d- denim and leather and uh, bullet belts and studs and shit all over jeans it's just just amazing it's amazing that we're here today can we just take a moment and thank the dark lord for our you know yeah. Most of our school, our mates liked um, ska and, you know, pop music. We were the only one or two who were into rock music at all. Yeah. I mean, Mark, you'll back me up on this. If you walked through the city center, if you walked par- through the wrong parts of, the t- of, of town dressed like that, you, you just get your head kicked in, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 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 the, and it's not it's not even the case of, ex, you know, expressing yourself, which to me, to this very day, what are we to, to 2000? Are we at the year 2000 yet? There you go. There you go. There we go. Even saying expressing yourself sounds like you're looking for somebody to punch you. And I'll explain. It, it, it was just it was such a um, it was such a, a, a faux pas or a such a. You just didn't do it. I mean, you don't dress the way that you wanted to dress or listen to the music you wanted to, or, 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 or at least wear it on your sleeve. You just didn't do that. You got, you got smacked. And I was thinking about that yesterday. A guy went down. And because this, the, the, the bicycle stereo, old people, bicycle stereo was so loud 
I thought about hitting it myself, but that's just because it was, it was, you know, it's just, it just sounded so bad and it's on a bicycle in daylight and he's got his, you know. so, uh, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was strange to me, we, you know, and then, uh, Mark, when you said that two we only once in school, I remember when, when we, uh, I think it was the first time I ever played on stage. I don't think I ever even knew what we were doing, but we, uh, we played at the compo. We played at the, uh, the oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I retired after that one. That was an 800-person gig. That was a big one. First show ever. Sold out. Sold out, yeah. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Chad, cut. Mastery for everyone to attend. It was during school hours, so everyone had to go. Oh. (laughs) Went out on top. I think I even uh, threw my drum kit into the crowd. Rock! It was the school's drum set, but that's okay. What did y'all play at the gig? Uh, Chuck Berry, wasn't it? Uh, Rock around the clock. Uh, wrong on both counts. Was it? Or what was it? Uh, House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> no. It was, uh, no. It was Chuck well, Berry, rock and roll or something. Well, Rock around the clock was Bill Haley. But it, but it uh, also, uh, it just dawned on me this moment, and it should have dawned on me a long time ago, but Mark, you were responsible for my first time ever singing. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember telling you you should sing, but I don't remember uh, being responsible for it. Did you hear that, Eric? Did you hear that, Chad? He said I should. So we have have Mark to blame. Yeah. I remember I used to scream uh, Iron Maiden songs all the time, and I said you should really get into a band and sing, but I I don't think I was responsible for it. I thought you started playing guitar before that. All right. Well, let, let, let me just blow your mind. So the, again, this just, I, I should have, I should have, anyway, your uncle Greg was starting mm-hmm. a band and you called, he called you and said, you know anybody? And you said, yeah. And I was I know a hairy fucker that will come in. So I get a phone call from Mark and I travel into, uh, into, uh, I forget the studios in, in uh, just off O'Connell street. Um, anyway, that might, that might come to me or might not. Maybe Lane studios, something like that. Some of that, yeah, and uh, so your your uncle Greg was there with his Explorer, his blue Explorer, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I went in, and there was a bunch of lads who I could never, I have no recollection names, what they looked like, anything. But I do remember there was a kit, a drum kit with a double kick drum, which I had seen before. I've seen, you know, never been able to. So when we'd go see Winter's Rain in Dublin, we we so you know we saw one there. But uh, anyway, because of you, I went in and I sang. Uh, I think it was "Dancing in the Moonlight" by Thin Lizzy, and maybe another Thin Lizzy song. Uh, but that was my first time ever even seeing a microphone up. You know, like, uh, that was on. You know, and and but so anyway, uh, so I sang with them, and they had a meeting, and then said, "Right, you're in." Well, by the time I got home, well, of course, he, he didn't tell me that day, but apparently by the time I got home, the band broke up. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg called me the next day and he told me about, uh, he told me about uh, uh, the, the band that he was getting together with. So I went over to his house uh, and, you know, and he showed me some of the songs that he was working on. And he knew, uh, he knew I liked Iron Maiden, so he wrote, he wrote all these songs that were just essentially you know, like, like throwaway riffs that Iron Maiden would have, you know, written and chucked away and then written the real song. So he, so he did all these bastard versions of these Iron Maiden songs. And goes, yeah, there's the, so, so we were in a band for a minute, 
Greg and I. I thought it was a couple of weeks. Uh, I seem to remember you having a, a bit of a falling out. It was a very rocky, rocky relationship. With Greg? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a c- complete scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw him again at your, at, at your, you know, your, your, your thing in the country, we'll call it. And, oh, yeah. uh, and I tell the story, and it was, again, uh, if, you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're in the mood, if you're, you know, if you're hopefully on the clock watching this, uh, look up Father Ted and just look it up on YouTube and, and uh, watch some of it. And it's, it. It was probably the top, and again, I wasn't at home for it, but it was, Mark, was it the top comedy show? No, it was huge. It's still huge. Oh, it is big? Okay. Anyway, so uh, Father Ted was this Dermot Morgan, um, he, he, he played a priest, and it was, you know, of course, the Irish hated it because it was making fun of the Catholic Church and all, but um, very funny and very well done. But at your thing in the country, we'll call it, Mark, um, there was a, a little uh, trio in, in the corner. It hired this beautiful little, or it might have been a quartet, I can't count, but um, they, were, they were playing this, this beautiful piece of classical music and one of them hit a wrong note mm. and Greg was sitting in the pew in front of me and he goes <laughs> at the top <laughs> and the church just burst into laughter. I mean, so yeah. it's bad enough that you're sitting in a fucking church <laughs> and, you know, even if you burp, it sounds good because it's so clear and it's so ref- the sound is so reflective and it's yeah. poor little. <laughs> Thing. She hit a wrong note. Greg goes, and the whole place lights. I'm just going because you, you're because you're in a church. Yeah, yeah. Every, every pew is shaking because because we're trying to hold back. But you know what's going on. As far as I remember, it's more than one note. I think she was completely off. <laughs> that reminds Chad, Chad. That remember that reminds us of the Piper that played before Timmy. Remember the. Oh, we'll come back to that so it it may have been more i i I just recall the one because i i just like i said i I might have blacked out i was laughing so or or trying to you know just trying to mute myself so you know um so with just about the time you know snot's gone tears are somewhat you know ceasing to to you know to, to to run all over the front of myself this this gray salt and pepper haired gentleman came up and he was he was coming into the he, he was going into the, the same pew as Greg and he goes ah Ted and and it's reference to the to the father Ted thing and of course I go off again and I'm the only fucker that heard it in the church so now I'm the you know the oh God I I don't know if I ever laughed that much and ladies and gentlemen I shower alone most of the time. And I've never laughed as much as I did in that moment in that church on that fucking day. And so <laughs> my uncle Neil is the spitting image of the actor who plays Father Ted. That's that's who it was. Ted. <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's who it was. Oh, me. I nearly I, I nearly I, I I'm 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 lucky to be alive. What a fucking day. And I'm going to tell you too. It was that. It was the picturesque esque day. It was. I mean, just you couldn't have got a better. And and it was again. You talk about Westport being beautiful. This 
beautiful little church on this beautiful little country road in the you know in in, in the countryside in Ireland and on a, just a stunning day and then and then that motherfucker goes around. <laughs> so, I I'll ever forgive him, but that was that was as much as I've ever laughed in my entire days. That was brilliant. Remember, you got up on stage and did a number as well. At, uh, yes, I did. What was the name of the castle? Waterboy Kennedy Castle. Kennedy Castle, yes. Fisherman's Blues. Waterboy. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, great what? song. This is a story we've never heard before on this show. You actually played yeah. Fisherman's Blues before you came? No, 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 no. This was I, I was uh, visiting. I went for Mark's two thousand and one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I just got up and sang, but again, that was that was you know my good friend Mark had said, "Yeah, go go up there, I'll kill you." I said, "Yes, yes, sir." <laughs> I, I remember your dad, Tommy, wearing my jacket too, the 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 my snakeskin jacket. He looked better in it than I did. Give me that fucker, man. I still cannot believe that this is how I, I told the story on another Slappercast years ago. Um, my next door neighbor at the time, Jimmy Shields, who was um, uh, who is a fantastic another fantastic drummer. His brother is the main guy uh, for My Bloody Valentine, Kevin Shields. And Anne-Marie Shields, who is a, a wizard in the music marketing, she was actually responsible for the rise of, you know, she was the, she was the, the, the mastermind behind their media campaign back in the day. And she, she got them to where they got to. She's, she's, she's phenomenal. Anyway, so Jimmy and I, our first, uh, we, we went to see the Wolf Tones and the Glen Eagle Hotel in Kerry. And um, he and I jump up and they say, we're, I mean, tiny at the time. We were about that big, standing on each other's shoulders. Maybe happy, and uh, we uh, we got up on the stage and we mimed. They left the gear. The Wolf Tones left their gear on the stage, and they were playing all the rock and roll numbers. And on the break, it, you know, the lads are going to have a couple of pints, and you know, everybody come back. We'll be so Jimmy and I get up on the stage and grab banjo or guitar or whatever, and we're miming these rock and roll numbers on the stage, and the crowd went crazy. And that was that. So that was when I was like, "Hey, we try that again." So, but it was Mark. I, I, you know, it was you called me up. It was a school night too. I had to convince the album that I was going to get on the train, go into town and sing with these guys. So, so there it is, Mark Havner. Thank you. And what, do you remember the name of his band? Was it, because he had a few, he had State Street, he had Emerald, he had Kruger. Um, well, he Kruger might've been the one. Yeah. I did the logo for Kruger. I was very proud of that. Very similar to Van Halen. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Me when I was doing the logo, lots of lines and uh, you know, yeah. but it was good. Uh, yeah, he had some great singers. He had a, he had a fantastic. Uh, this was a way of attracting great musicians. You know, he got some uh, fantastic people to play with him, but they didn't play with him for very long. He had a he had a knack of uh, pissing people off. I think. Well, we all know bands that uh, that that don't really take care of their band members as far as. You know, you, you know. I mean, just and he was—he was kind of notorious for, uh, you know, for, you know, me and you, you know. Yeah, good, good times. So I remember uh, uh, we went to a lot of gigs in the SFX. White yes, did you go to that White Snake gig? I did not. Oh, the White Snake gig! I remember one of my first gigs in the SFX. It was a big enough hall, but you know, so small by their their standards. And uh, the power went in the middle of the show. Um, all the lights went and the sound went and uh, David Coverdale kept singing 
on his own and you could hear him above the crowd. He was just amazing. It was just unbelievable. We were just talking okay. about David Cover and, and, and how and how brilliant a voice he you know he has. It's just it's it's not it's not human what that guy and that was one of the things I, I just I never wanted to like White Snake because I thought that they were one in that again no offense Mark but in that Motley Crue camp to me but not not so not so that guy is a great singer. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Motley Crue either. Yeah. I'll let you guys figure this shit out by mix amongst yourselves. You guys figure this out. No, there's other. Now, I, again, I'm just I'm not, I'm not a Vince Neil nor a nor a Nikki Six fan. Uh, Eric, what was your first gig? What was your first time playing in front of people? Well, if you don't count like school related functions, like you know the school band or the school choir, shit like that, I think it really was my little uh, my little rock band I had. I was an eight, I think I was in eighth grade, and my brother was in my brother and the rest of the band were all in tenth grade, and. Um, and uh, so I had joined the band because the guitar player's brother was older, older, and he had graduated and gone off to join the army. So I went and joined the band. I think it was the high, the uh, middle school dance. We played uh, Van Halen and Quiet Riot and Black Sabbath. And what was the first song of the of the night? The first song of the night was "Turn Me Loose" by uh, Loverboy. And what we had done, you know, my brother was playing the do 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 that bass part, and we had a light shine on him. So yeah. be like do 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 we thought we were we thought we were badass we had somebody just turn the light switch on and off you know on this homemade homemade box of like light switches that we had made so that was a good start wow after that show good about i mean was it was a good well received yeah i was i mean it was fine we thought we were rock stars for the day well, that's that's this. So, so it was more yeah. than the success. Yeah, yeah. You had three rototoms and a bunch of toms and all these drums and one cymbal. And I didn't have any money for who had money for cymbals back then. You know, yeah. All these secondhand drums and all this stuff and just like one crash cymbal. So, <laughs> Chad, that first, worked out. Where was it? Uh, the very first time I performed was by myself at and at high school for a school function. Uh, was it media fair or something? It was some, one of the festival things that we used to have. And my band elemental penguin was supposed to play, but we just didn't have our shit together enough. So the guys pushed me to go up there and do a number by myself, which I did. And it was, they chose what song I should play. It was an, an original I had written called another kind of tragedy, which had lyrics from my friend, Nathan Wallace. So, but I wrote the music for it. So that was the very first time I played. And there's somewhere there might be a videotape of that. I don't think I have it though. Ring like me. What was the what was the reaction? It was great. I mean, it, it was it was it was really reaffirming for me at the time. It was I was I remember watching the tape of it later and just thinking how fast I was playing because I was so nervous. It was like <laughs> like going through it double time. But people people were really you know it was, it was a nice audience. It was you know it was all my friends and their parents basically who were there sitting on the, the bleachers and stuff, and they were very quiet and and you know paying paying attention and gave me big applause. So it was. Yeah, felt good. If Mark wasn't here today, I would have told you a completely different story about my first show, but thanks a lot, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew some of these, some of these stories here. I'll tell the whole, all the teachers were, were delighted with us. They, they were delighted that we didn't, that we didn't set it on fire or, you know, or, you know, they were just, I think they were more relieved than they, but still, yeah, great fun. And I saw uh, Stephen McGinnis, who was also, he played bass, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw him 
Chad, what year was it we did the, the, the noggin in? I should... 2015 or 2014, one of those, right? Yeah. Anyway, and, and Stephen told me this great story about this guy in, in, in Ballybrack. And, and this, is what, this is what time does to you. So he, th- this is the story he told me. Um, so there was a guy in Ballybrack where he lived. Ashlon, I want to say it was Ashlon Park in Ballybrack. And he went to um, uh, this, this, one, this one neighbor of his um, was obsessed with Texas. He had never been, but he was obsessed with it. Uh, He'd say things like, you can get a hot dog for 25 cents in Texas. You can get, you know, and they're, you know, have you fucking ever been? And he goes, going tomorrow, you know, go next week and go next year. So he told me this story and it was a great story because it was so, um, it's so descriptive and so definite. And so, I mean, I, I had pictures of what this guy looked like. You know, I had the, 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 the J.R. Ewing picture you know the poster i had that pictured on the back of his door you know and the the you know the cacti the cacti on the painted on the kitchen you know and the you know the cups with the who shot you know <laughs> texas stuff from the day and uh so i i i met him at the, the noggin in that time when we we're just going over reminiscing and talking about different things and uh and i told him that story i said do you remember do you remember that guy in the in the in, in the brack that used to talk about Texas all the time, and he, no, he had no recollection of it. And then he something kind of jogged his memory a little bit, but but it wasn't nearly as definite as what I had taken from his story. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I think uh, Stephen was full of shit. He was uh, <laughs> actually. You remind me. I'm going to grab a book. Um, and there's an entry on you in this. Oh, oh God. Anytime I get entered in a book, it's usually, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's usually it's the place blotter. Yeah. Yeah. As I, say, I, I, I never throw anything out. Uh, a to Z of famous people. I had this when uh, someone bought this for me when I was about 14 or 15. So I started making my own entries. And uh, I even have the, uh, the index. Oh, my God. So page 18, Pat Devlin. Um, and I have, you reminded me there, at page 154, Stephen McGinnis. So do you want to read wow. the entry on, on Pat Devlin? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I, yes. Think I think we have. So Pat Devlin, there is uh, my handwritten entry. So 1966 to uh, whatever. Irish-American cool bastard and a handsome stud. Reputed to have a six-foot-long penis. <laughs> Pat, this is a 15-year-old humor. Yeah, Pat Devlin traveled the world, pursuing uh, any woman who didn't believe him. It is believed that Pat is on the death list of many husbands and legend and boyfriends. One irate husband once said, "If I catch that bugger, I'll hang him." But all you girls out there should know he's already. <laughs> when the supply of good-looking females in Ireland ran out, Pat moved over to the states to continue his world con- conquest, which began at the age of seven in the back of the school. Uh, when he was staying behind and trying to sneak into the girl's shower, you know, he seduced his school uh, mistress, who later had three children by him, reputed to be fathered thousands of children. Pat just shrugs and says, any bitch should be eternally grateful to have a kid of mine. So <laughs> That's awesome. 15-year-old woman. That's insane. But the, one, of the, one of the things that I told Chad and Eric about you was you're just – Bone dry sense of humor. 
uh, razor sharp, bone dry sense of humor. It was, and and, and that's that's why I'm so I'm really looking forward to getting back over there this year. You know, and, uh, Eric meeting. You know, you get to meet Mark full time, full or in, in the flesh. But just the the quips. I remember because we. we 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 only we weren't in every class together, but the classes that we took together were fucking hysterical. And I I just I remember just years and years and years of laughter. Just uh, Harkins, I, I go to uh, to uh, Harkins Irish class. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. was we, we had three different Irish classes. There was the honors class, and there was the kind of pass class. You know, the people who are good at Irish uh, would just barely pass, maybe. And then there was us in the, uh, the lower than pass and uh, all the, the no hopers in Irish. Oh, we just really, we spent the whole time just pissing off the teacher, especially you, Patrick. Yeah. yeah. yeah I we, think one the, we, if we ever wanted to get out of learning, we just, he was a real um, patriot. <laughs> patriot. So you just yes. have to mention, just have to mention something the English had done. And uh, he would go off on a tangent and he would rant about the English for an hour. <laughs> or or if you just sing the first note of, you know, Sean South or you sing, you know, the men behind the wire, right, he would just take it. And, and what Mark's talking about is what Irish class was speaking Irish, speaking Gaelic. Um, and when, you know, the Pogues have that record, uh, Hell's Ditch, that's supposed to be the lowest point. Our Irish class was below that. So... Think of, you know. Yeah, I've, I've heard this story before. That's a great story. It sounds like a skit. Yeah, yeah. And at one, one time, Mark, Mark can back me up on this. Um, what, well, you know, one of the times they moved our Irish, our, our, our class to a different part of the school. And the, uh, our, our teacher, Mr. Harkin, was the last to find out. So it took him a while to locate where we were. So I decided in, you know, in all my, you know, with, with, you know, with my great grasp on Gaelic, <laughs> I would get up and teach the class using Mr. Harkin's uh, voice, if you will. So I turned to the blackboard and I started to teach, although my lesson was not very good. <laughs> no fucker in the class told me that he was, he'd come in and sat down and was proceeding <laughs> to take the class with us. And when I turn around with my big red face, he says to me, he says, continue, Mr. Devlin. <laughs> yeah. most- I remember that. Oh, lucky to be alive. I think he's lucky to be alive. He's like, <laughs> the, the close to every, he would go so red in the class. You, you expect a heart attack any second. He would just be uh, bubbling over with rage. <laughs> most of us. <laughs> Was he was he bubbling over the rage about over the students or the stories you got him to tell? Oh yeah, basically because we were misbehaving. Plus, um, he never got to teach us anything, so we were. <laughs> he was always kind of bottom of the leaderboard in the in the school, um, in the or the teacher the teacher rank. Yeah, um, a, a, a friend of ours, a classmate of ours, Ashley Marcy, lives here in. Well, she lives in North Houston, and. Her first words out of her mouth when we met here, you know, in Texas, she she said, "Mr. Harkin, can, can you remember we can you remember the class?" She and her sister Sandra were brilliant at, at Irish. I don't know what they were doing in there because they could say 
and we'll catagom Delamarca dealers. They knew that you, you're free, go. But no, they were just, so she's here. And I'm sure she sends her best too. Yeah, yeah. We used to hang around with them. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, stop. Yeah. That's uh, that's brilliant. But um, yeah, so, so so without you know without robbing your whole night, uh, your whole Friday night, I'm sure Clara's uh, some cleaning she needs done or something. But uh, <laughs> well, I hope the Strictly Come Dancing is finished now. Do I? You know, Strictly Come Dancing. You probably get Dancing with the Stars. You know, some I think you get that over there in the US. But um, that's the Friday night show. So uh, luckily enough, I've missed that. Oh, oh, you're welcome. That sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's all right. If you know, I've seen you can't complain about good looking, very fit women dancing. So, you know, but it is uh, like the trophy club. <laughs> yeah, not as not as good as the trophy club, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like I said, you know, let's uh, let's let's continue this. Let's uh, let's get a, a date down for uh, for Flint because um, I'd love to I'd love to 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 do the just talk a little bit more about Catch My Carbon and see if there's you know. See if there's a you know some way we can tie in the tour you know to it you know you yeah know? definitely um, you know flying a jet over here from the U.S. burns a lot of carbon definitely that's what and I've heard we, we you know we were gonna take you know take the raft across but and uh, yeah we were well, we we're, we're doing loads of stuff you know we um, we started now selling merchandise this is our um, you know our recycled wooden frames they're very very um, complicated to make. Three pieces that. of wood nailed together. Yeah, they're really complicated. It takes me ages. Um, but they, we're selling them very cheap if you want to um, boast about your carbon catcher. That's nice. Um, we, yeah, we're expanding. Oh, um, we, I, I did a T-shirt up as well. I have a T-shirt here somewhere. Yeah. We have a, there we there go. It is. We're, we're trying to outdo you. Go. I made a beer label, a Catch My Carbon beer label. Oh, there you go. So, so so let's let's do that. Let's get a let's get a Flint on, and we'll 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 dive in a little bit more. And uh, but you know, and, and see what we can do because I know uh, you said you're going to get those certificates because I want laggards to uh, I want you know uh, laggards to put a few, you know a few trees in the ground um, mm-hmm. until you get the 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 uh, certificates. Yeah, yeah. only about twenty years you can cut them down and make a guitar out of them. Uh, yeah. We don't mind if if you make furniture out of the wood because at least it it doesn't uh, go back into the atmosphere. So something like a guitar or a decent piece of furniture or a cross, Eric. <laughs> uh, well, then I have to burn it, you know, and uh, that's going to create more carbon emissions. All <laughs> as I see is Chad's eyes going edit, edit, edit. I do want I do want to put a, a burning cross on uh, on that one of these days. Just, just to, Tell what I really think about it. I love yeah. it. There it is. There it is. Marker. <laughs> yeah, let's do I want it. The shirts to, I want the shirts to say "Got wood," you know. And here's how you here's how you can get wood. You can contribute to this uh, to to these guys. You know. Hey. Yeah. Do you mind if we steal that one? That's fantastic. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. It's free. Eric, it's, oh, Eric's always giving wood and advice. I'm a river to my people. Yes. I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but let's yeah let's do it again and, and you know we'll tie it in and we'll see what we can do because i'd love to you know i'd love to be a part of that and you know it'd be uh certainly wonderful to to spread the word we'll get it um posted across all our pages and but I, i'm serious about the breweries too you know we can bring the uh i think that'd be just phenomenal to bring the bring the gang by you know 
and route the tour through where, wherever, you know, wherever they are. And, you know, we'll do a few numbers there as well. Yeah, I must uh, check if they do uh, any sort of tour. If they have a, I know they're they're still quite small, so you know, I don't know if they um, they're set up to do tours. They might be in the middle of an industrial estate in Finglas or somewhere like that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. We can go fly over. <laughs> yeah. We'll drive by drive by the Guinness Brewery around the back of the Guinness Brewery and just uh, pretend. Yeah, yeah. Use your imagination, kids. Have a couple yeah. of recycled beers. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, Mark, thanks for your Friday night. Thank you for, uh, for doing this. And just, you know, just keep that going. That's brilliant. I, I, I've, like I said from the very beginning, it, it's truly, it's a, obviously a labor of love, but it, it's a brilliant, brilliant, you know, I hope, I hope it, and I don't mean literally, cat, but I hope it catches fire and you just, you know, you're, you can ditch the day jobs and do this full time. This, it, that's, that's great work. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it was great chatting. Yeah, great reminiscing. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to spread. So all the best to Claire and the gang. Thank you for being here. Really. Nope. Uh, love to your family as well. All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, yeah, on. Thanks sir. Yeah. Cheers. Take it easy. Good night. All right. Slappercast episode 102. Welcome. Oh, wait. What just happened? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope to see you next week. And uh, everybody stay safe and wash your damn hands. That goes for you, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. too. Thank- yeah. All right. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Good night. <laughs> okay. I'll stop it.